Well, hello, it's Pastor Carson from Calvary Tabernacle. Thanks for stopping by the podcast. We hope that it's a blessing to you, whether you're catching one of the Sunday or Wednesday messages, or maybe you're jumping on to listen to one of the Saturday snapshots. We're doing everything we can right here in the beautiful Fountain Square area of Indianapolis to try to reach and connect and disciple people towards Jesus Christ. Enjoy what you listen to, and I hope that it's a benefit to your life. So I'm so glad that uh, everybody's here. Uh, and and uh, just a recap of just what I said this morning. I, I believe that uh, the different types of soil in the Bible, when Jesus was given a parable, every case it was good seed. There was nothing wrong with the seed. There's nothing wrong with the doctrine, with the power of God, uh, the Word of God. But it was the preparation of the hearts that determined whether it went for good or whether it had its difficulties. And so... Um, the, the preparation are, so when we walk through the neighborhoods and we're praying, it's like we're preparing the soil to say, God, we're asking you, Lord, to, to uh, like in the same way that John the Baptist went before Jesus to prepare the way. We're asking God, I'm asking you to do a work that you're changing, transforming lives. You're making people to, to uh, feel the need for you, that, in their, that you block the fear that's trying to dominate and take over their minds and make them afraid and run them off. And instead, to, uh, to turn this back to you, Lord, where... They, they can recognize that you are the God who is working, who is able to do the miraculous and the healings, whatever the case is. And so when we're praying for our neighborhoods, uh, this does make all the difference. So thank you again for being here for that. Um, well, I wanted to share a little bit today, and some of this is a little bit of review if you've been to IBC. Um, when we go on prayer walks, um, I think that one of the, the questions always is like, how do you encounter people? How do you tell people? Uh, and so if you're looking for someone who has a way to say, well, step A, step B, step C, here's how you make it happen, I don't have tricks to tell you how to do things. Uh, I think I'm more introverted than extroverted, for sure. And uh, matter of fact, if, if I run out of things to say, I'll just be real quiet. I'll like, won't know what to say because I'm not just gifted at just being able to keep a conversation going. But what I do find is that when I, when I pray and I ask God, you know, when I, my eyes are looking out there and I see the field, where, where I'm supposed to be, when, when you, I can feel you moving with compassion inside me, then I know that you are trying to do something right then that there's a connection. That's my target. That's what I need to aim for. And so um, uh, when you feel a tug in your heart to, to reach out to someone, when you feel something in your heart that says, man, I, I want to be able to, um, to do something for you, Lord, and then you feel that little nudge like that person right there, and you feel like, oh, yes, I probably should reach out to them. That's not just your thinking. That's the Holy Ghost moving. And more than likely, he's already prepared their hearts as well to, to receive something. They're hungry for something. So I, I look at it this way here. Um, the first step anywhere, when you're with a prayer group or when you're on your own or whatever, just say, Lord, show me where there's a need. When Jesus was with his disciples in chapter 9, uh, Matthew, and he saw the multitudes, the Bible says he was moved with compassion. So there's that, mm, something needs to be done here. He said he saw them as, as sheep not having a shepherd, and they're fainting. And so when you recognize, like, my neighbors, my God, they're, they're, they have fights all the time, or these people are bound by alcohol, and, and he's losing his job, or there's an illness, and they're struggling through this situation. Whatever the point is, you see a need, when you spot a need, just say, God, I'm asking you, please take care of this need, one, pray for it. And then two, ask God, Lord, what is in my hand that I can use to help? 
A lot of times we're thinking God's going to give us something extra that we don't have yet. A lot of times it's already in our hand. Moses already had a staff in his hand. And with God's blessing on it, it became the, the testimony to Pharaoh, like, yeah, this can come serpent and eat up your serpents. And this can be stretched out over the ocean. It's going to, well, not the ocean, over the Red Sea and split the Red Sea. It was already in his hand. David was already used to his sling, and he just knew how to use that. And so it's just simply a matter of just saying, what is already in your hand? So to say, God, what do I have in my hand that I could be a help to this need? Uh, a little testimony from Fountain Square uh, when we had the Jesus house. It was a matter of just saying, okay, so Lord, I see there's kids roaming everywhere here. Uh, what do we have in our hand? It's like, uh, I don't see, you know, Calvary's down here, but people don't seem to want to come. And, um, but there was happening to be a house for um, a building for rent. And so we just were praying like, God, you know, can you give us a place to meet at? And that led to just calling about the inquiring. He said, yeah, I want a chunk of money for the place. And I'm sorry, we don't have the money. And he said, well, wait, wait, no, 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 no. And he was almost insisting, no, don't, don't give up. Uh, let's talk. Let's negotiate a little bit. And I said, well, I promise we just have money. We're, we were just then buying Calvary Christian School property and uh, getting ready a big project. And so it was, and, and he said, well, no, no, let's talk. And so I said, well, look, here's what I have in my hand. I have a bunch of IBC students, so I have a lot of laborers. And so can we exchange some work for the building in exchange for letting us use the place? He goes, oh, sure, 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 sure. And so we started with what was in our hand. And by being faithful, it seemed like God increased it. Um, and it goes into a long old story that before it was all over with, um, yeah, before it was all over with, uh, someone had bought the building for us, donated it to the church. And uh, we had a ministry there for like, I think, 10, 12 years, something like that. And a lot of the people who are now pastoring churches somewhere had their experiences and training being a Jesus House director did we have the money for it? Did we have a bill? No, but what we took, what was in our hand, we used it, and God seemed to bless that and multiply and make it work. So I'm challenging you to say, what is in my hand? If all I can do is cook cookies for the people next door, maybe that's my connection. Maybe if I see a, uh, they're struggling with some mechanical situation, I know how to fix, uh, change their flat tire or something. What's in your hand? Any act of, of trying to minister to a need you see, I think is our open door to connect to say, and what did Jesus do? Man, he saw knees. Like, uh, I see sick people. I see lame people. I see dead kids. He prayed, and I mean, with his, the power of God, of course, there's miracles everywhere. But he was ministering to people's needs. He just didn't only preach. And so what I'm saying is, I think the action of us as a church, when we are looking for needs and we're identifying that, when you see, and here's, you hear pastors say this all the time, when people walk through the door, before they walk through the door, when they're out in the parking lot, if you can spot, like, that looks like a not-too-sure first-time visitor, do you have something that you can give to them? Something in your hands, some ability, something where you can bless them? Yes or no? Give me an example. What could you possibly do? A smile! A smile. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you great minds are thinking alike there. So the, the whole point is just simply a smile can just, oh, it feels good. I, I'm... How about this one? Do you like feeling rejected or do you like feeling accepted? Accepted. And so when you smile, it's like, oh, we're glad you're here. Like, I'm okay. Can I tell you a little war story from, I should not probably tell you. It's in New York City. There's five boroughs, so you don't know which one. So I'm in New York City visiting there. I go to a, an apostolic church. And so um, I, it's my first time there. And uh, never been to the place. And so I, what do you mean? I was trying to figure out what time they open up. And that's what's bad. I didn't know what time church was. I try calling. You get answering machines. Those are in primitive days before you know you look them up. 
besides that, it was on the internet anyway. Anyway, but the point was that uh, I couldn't find it at the time, so I just kind of showed up a little early. And so I walk in, and um, as I get to the door, they have the greeter. It's like the Walmart greeter. Praise the Lord, brother. Praise the Lord, brother. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Thank you, praise the Lord. And so I'm walking in. And so uh, I walk in the door, and I, I kind of, I probably had the dumb look on my face, like, okay, there's the auditorium. And I remember I just kind of came to the back doors, and I peek in, and I'm horrified, like, no. And I'm like, I missed something somewhere. It was all full of ladies, and I'm not one. And I'm like, did I miss, is this like ladies' service, ladies' conference, or you know, <laughs> did I show up to the wrong service? I'm struggling, thinking, like, oh, my God, what's going on? And, and so I had this probably horrified look on my face. I want to go to church that day, and so I'm scanning the place. Uh, yeah, there's a few other things that was really different about me than everybody else that I stood out really big. Like, I think I was the only white person there. And I'm like, uh, okay, so I, that's fine. I love everybody, but I just don't get why they're all ladies here, and I'm not, and I'm like, so I had this panel look on my face, and this, and here's the thing, the door greeter said, brother, brother, shook my hand, so they, they were official, they did the greeters, and I'm sitting there with this horrified look, and this lady comes up, she has a couple kids, and she says, hello, sir, would you like a seat? And I thought, oh, yeah, I, okay, yes, and I figured she's the usherette, you know, they're trying to, you know, help you in, and she said, where would you like to sit at? I said, well, you know, first time here, so I don't want to sit in the front row, the back row, you don't really feel too much. I kind of laughed about it. So probably someone in the middle. She goes, that's exactly where we're sitting. Would you like to sit with us? And I go, yes. I mean, I'm never, I, you know, I'm not like a weird loner out just in the middle of nowhere. And evidently, it's okay for me to be there because she's invited me to sit with her kids and stuff. And so I'm like, yes. And I remember just how good it felt that someone communicated with me. And, and so I sat down and thank God. Five minutes before the service is open, the prayer room door is open, and all the men walk out. Yes, they were in a prayer room. I just didn't know where they were at. Okay, I'm not that weird. Okay, great. But seriously, that's what happens when you go to a different place. You're figuring out, how am I different? Am I just doing this right? What is this? And so, it, it, having been in church all my life, I never realized what it felt like to a visitor when they're not used to a place, what it feels like when you go into a place and, you're just, and just have someone saying, would you like to sit with us? Would you like to? Man, I had a need, and they had something they could do. And they weren't the usherette or something else. It was just the legitimate people caring. And so, man, it just makes, it feels good to say, I'm accepted here after all. I'm not an oddball. And so I want to encourage you the same thing today, that look what's in your hands. So will it be a smile in the parking lot, a conversation, helping them find a seat, um, checking up and like, Here's another one, and I, I think a lot of you do this already. But if you have a conversation with somebody, you want to make it a little more depth to it. You want to just a little superficial Walmart reader, hello, praise the Lord, and whatever. You want to go a little deeper than that. To simply just ask them, hey, do you have a prayer request I could pray for? That, you said several things besides, do you have a prayer request? One, you say, I care about you. I'm a person of faith, and God wants to help you too. And, and real fast, you can find out if they are, if they're people of faith, or if they're just like atheists that hate your guts. Yeah. If you ask them, you have a prayer request. They can, I mean, how they respond a lot of times gives you a real heads up which way you need to direct your conversation. But especially when you say, "Yeah, my grandma's sick," or "We're moving, we don't know. We just got in the neighborhood. We're looking for a church." <laughs> hint, hint, hint. We have one here. So that's basically just winding up today. That I want to just simply say that. When you look for needs and just say, I, I want to serve people, I'm looking for a need, 
And if I can't find anything else, like with a smile or the, can I get you a seat or can I help you with something or if they're sharing that they have an issue with their car or whatever and there's some way you can help them, just find some place to serve because it's your, it's your connecting point, it's your bridge point that they're going to recognize, wow, okay, so I feel something in you that I like and they're going to, they're going to be attracted and they want to know about your God that you have. Uh, the last thing then is if, when you ask, say, do you have a prayer request? And I would even be so nervous to simply say, if you, and if they go, yeah, they share a prayer request with you, it's not that you're going to go to the Catholic Church and light a candle for them. It's, I would definitely encourage you to say, can we pray right now? And you'd be surprised how, many, how desperate God is to want to show up if people just invite him there. And so you simply, can we pray? And you just join hands with them if they feel comfortable. If, if you don't feel like it's too new to do that, you don't have to touch them at all. But just simply pray from your heart. Say, Jesus, we're here. And just describe your situation. We're needing your help. There's some situations we don't know what to do with. But we're asking for you to come and, and to identify who God is and build their faith by saying, God, you're the God that's a healer. You had stripes at Calvary for them. In your prayer, you're saying things that, that's helping lead them to understand what God wants to do for them. You're building their faith. They've been blasted with television negativity the whole time. They need someone that can say something good that can happen and point them and tell them to look up. And so in that prayer time, expect God to move on them. And a lot of times when you get done, just maybe ask them to identify. You just say, I felt God. Well, don't lie about it if you didn't feel God. But if you felt God, and you, I, think he want, I know he wants to show up. Just let your faith be big. You say, I felt God here, didn't you? It, it helps them identify, yeah, there was something here that I felt. God did, is touching me. I do believe, I, I do feel the, a lifting of my shoulders. And so, Jesus, that's what we're asking for today, that you touch us, to be real people that can, as we move, as we, uh, as we walk through this, the neighborhoods, as we walk through this world and the city, I pray, Lord, that somehow we'd be a bright light shining, God, and that we wouldn't hide it. And when we identify needs, Lord, you move our hearts with compassion so that we can reach out and, and feel that hurt that you feel, because that's actually what you're wanting to do. And that's where you're going to be directing us, God. And so help us to see what's in our hands. It might be something so small, we think it's so insignificant. No, it's not, God. Even if it's just a smile, it is so powerful, Lord, to change lives. And so I thank you, God, for allowing us to be your light and to be involved in the greatest work that ever could be. And that is to eternally change the destination of people's lives by your power as us being channels to let you say what you want to say, that you can love people that you want to love, that we can declare a gospel that is so powerful that all demons tremble and run from your presence, God. So I thank you, God. Let the light shine. Let it be a bright light. And Lord, in every neighborhood we walk through, in every place we go to, especially when there's crisis, God, help us to not shrink back or to turn it over to someone else, God, but that we could step up to the plate and say, Lord, use me now. Help me to speak a word that would transform situations. We thank you for this in the precious name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen.